Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, bitches. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I'm so happy that we're doing this today because we're both texting each other earlier going, I have so much to talk about. So I, I know I was on like a, I went crazy today. Good. Well, I mean, in a good way or not, I guess is the question. Um, well, basically at like five o'clock in the morning, I posted something on the Vanderpump Rules subreddit. Like I didn't make the post, but I was like, you know, commenting on there. And then I got like ripped to fucking shreds on there as I do sometimes. Um, but then Tom Sandoval went on Howie Mandel's podcast to break his silence, like of all people. Of all podcasts that he could have probably been invited on. That's pretty interesting. Well, I guess his the drummer of his band is friends with Howie Mandel and they met at a wedding recently. So they they do have some sort of like connection. So it was so it was probably like, uh, you know, a safe space for him. Makes a Um, little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. But Howie Mandel was just insufferable, like his his daughter i guess co-hosts this podcast with him and she's like i don't know around our age probably and she said she's a huge bravo fan huge vanderpump fan and like he just should have let her host the whole thing but it was okay did he ask anything important or anything that mattered well tom basically just told his side of the story and it was you know I'm probably going to get ripped to shreds on here for saying this, but it was just everything that I just assumed. And I'm not saying that makes anything okay, but, you know, there's three sides to every story. So, right. So I'm, I'm just going to guess that he said, Ariana, Ariana and I hadn't had sex in forever. Somebody else was showing me attention. Basically, that's what happened. Um, yeah, and he claims that he tried breaking up with Ariana multiple times, which is also what Please. Schwartz said when he was on Watch What Happens Live. Um, and people are like are not happy with him because he said that like Ariana threatened suicide when he tried to break up with her. Um and people are like, oh, that's not for him to be telling people. But um, like who knows what was said on the reunion, so Well, maybe it's not for him to be saying, but if you're going to be completely destroyed in the media, you probably have a right to say your side. 
I've been in relationships like that where guys were like that. And it was so fucking scary to break up with them because you knew they're probably full of shit, but I didn't want to find out. I mean, threatening self, self-harm or suicide is extremely manipulate, manipulative and abusive. It's emotionally, it's emotional abuse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So who knows, like, <laughs> who knows what the truth is? Like, obviously only they know, but he was just saying that like for a very, very, very long time, they weren't even sleeping in the same rooms. Like he would. And it's true because she was barely at any of his shows, like any of the the events. She was barely there with him unless the cameras were there. And he was just saying, like, you know, she acted so differently with me on camera than she did off camera. Like she acted like she wanted nothing to do with me. You know, Mm -hmm. the no sex thing, obviously. And then he said that he tried going to counseling with her. And by the time that things changed he was already like so over it and he said that basically she every time he would try to break up with her she would like threaten self-harm she would threaten to quit the show she would threaten to like she would say well I'm just gonna pack up and move and no one's gonna see me again like fuck doing the sandwich shop fuck this fuck that everything and um, I don't know I mean obviously I'm not condoning what he did but I just think that like no situation is black and white and I don't think right. that people need to be treating Tom Sandoval like he fucking murdered somebody because right. I was gonna the- say like there's probably a lot more to the story than what we know so exactly for me for me the biggest villain in this story is Raquel because she was friends with Ariana like that's a whole other fucked up and yeah. everything but I'm I don't know I'm more excited than ever to hear ariana's side and to watch the reunion but um you know people obviously aren't happy with the interview he did and i just feel like anything he said wouldn't have been the right thing like people are gonna come after him no matter what but they've already made uh, up their mind about him exactly and i don't know i think that people are taking it too far like you're allowed to say you don't like him you're allowed to say he's an asshole whatever but people like vandalizing their restaurant that's insane yeah that's that's too far like it's it's a fucking tv show it's entertainment for us yes it's their real lives but that's for them to deal with within their own circle you know it's crazy yeah uh what what were you saying on reddit that got you in trouble was it just like hey there's Mm. three sides to every story type thing no no it wasn't about the sandoval thing because basically listen no matter what happened with the scandal i will always hate katie the most and um on reddit people were just like defending her and saying i'm i'm delusional people who don't like katie are so delusional and i'm like okay just because i have a different opinion than you doesn't make me fucking delusional it just means that we see things from a different point of view you know what i mean yeah yeah that's so funny to just accuse someone of delusion because they have a differing (laughs) opinion that's ridiculous people are so crazy as well especially it's reddit like yeah you know that's the craziest of the crazies are on reddit so oh yeah people you know (laughs) reddit's like the one thing where i don't really like take it personally because they don't know who i am they can't see my face or anything it's right reddit's all fun and games for me one time i got 400 down votes on a comment because Uh it was like when BravoCon was happening and I said that I would have wanted to meet uh, Joe Gorga. And you got 400 down votes? Yeah, because people fucking hate him. 
Oh my gosh. They're like, who would I, waste their time waiting in line for him? I'm like, well, hundreds of people me. that did. Like, yeah, that's so funny. I felt like a celebrity a couple weeks ago because somebody had posted, um, oh, it was the video of Britney Spears and G Easy on that whatever award show doing me. I like the MTV I. awards. Yeah, yeah. Iconic. Yeah, and they're like, oh my God, they shut off her mic. And so I went in there a couple weeks ago and I wrote, her mic's been turned off for 20 years. And I got like a thousand likes on my comment. I'm like, oh, people like me. And some people were <laughs> pissed off, but a lot of them were like, haha, you're so like, that's so true. And I'm like, this bitch has never sang live past her first album. I'm like, never it, for the past 20 years, she's been lip syncing. So nobody turned her mic off on the yeah, that's show. like that's like a known thing I thought with people like Britney yeah. of any you know obviously there's tons of pop stars that don't sing live but Britney of all of them is like the known one that singer, yeah. when you when you go to see her concert you're not going to hear some good vocals you're going to see exactly. the show yep and that's why like what I said I wasn't even being salty about it I was just stating a fact like her mic has been off for 20 years and it the thing is, just like you said, if I ever was to pay however much money it costs to see Britney Spears, I would not give two shits if she was singing live. She's not that good on record anyways. So it's not like I'm going to be blown away. I want to yeah. see that bitch dance. Yeah. But not like Instagram Britney dancing, not just like the twirling and all of that. That's so funny. The person who <laughs> made that video or whatever must have been like, uh, Jed Z kid like someone that like knows dick all about Britney Spears I know it's definitely part of free Britney 100% but I yeah. think I think people just don't realize how hard it is to sing live and then well not even just to sing live if you're in a concert it's one thing but if you're on TV and there's a bunch of people in the audience you can't always hear yourself sometimes your in-ear goes out like there's a delay. There's so much that goes into it. It's not just like, let's get out there and sing and kill it. But when you're dancing like like she does, I, I feel like 90% of entertainers, especially on award shows and TV, they're lip syncing. Yeah. No, especially mm -hmm. TV. So that's yeah. why it's so crazy how that Ashley Simpson thing happened because it's like, okay, that shouldn't have like ruined her career to the extent that it did. You know what I mean? It's honestly, it was just because of her reaction to it. I really think if she had just kind of played it off and be like, my bad, you know, it's live TV, y'all. And then start and then like had them start again. It would have been one thing, but that bitch is up there doing a hoedown. Like, that I know is, that was so fucking weird that that's why it went down in history. God, she was only so like. Good. 21 or something too when that happened like I could not wow. imagine going through that at that age like how humiliating I didn't realize she wild. was that young I guess that makes sense yeah <sighs> my door is like banging because it's so freaking hot it's 80 degrees and I swear I'm pretty sure it snowed last week I can't remember but it's finally warming up and I swear to god seasonal depression is real shit y'all because mm -hmm. it has been it was 80 some like 82 degrees today and on two of my my short breaks at work I went for a 15 minute walk each time I feel like a new person 
I have so much energy. I feel so good. I'm like, oh, the fresh air and the sunshine when you've gone six months in the darkness and the cold. It is no joke. It's a real thing. Yeah, totally. Are you guys warming up up there in Canada? Yeah, today today was actually um, one of the good things that I wanted to talk about was actually the weather. So it's not as warm as it is where you are. I'm I like did sweating. I did the conversion. It it was about like 68 Fahrenheit oh, that's today. Perfect. So um so I went on a walk today too, and I was just like, oh, this is so nice. It's so mm-hmm. nice to go out and like your face doesn't hurt from the wind. <laughs> it's like the yeah. worst feeling. It's really nice. And like, so there's at my work, there's a a like a Teams chat for people that want to go on walks together. And I just told like the girl that I work, I'm like, you go, I'll go later. Like, because everyone there is so wonderful and so nice. And I'm sure they're having a great time, but I truly love being alone. And so when I go on my walk, I want to put in my headphones, like my headphones or my earbuds, listen to something. Like I listened to, we love to hate TV today and laughed while I was walking like a moron by myself. I don't want to like have to feel like I'm taking a break, but now I have to entertain people. Mm. I don't want to do that yeah I, just I like feel to be that alone. I like to be alone too which is so weird because I used to be the complete opposite like I didn't mm-hmm. get this way until the pandemic happened like pre-pandemic oh, wow. I was like I always need to be around people I always need to go out and be doing things and then I don't know I guess I got like too comfortable with being alone and then now I'm just like I never want to do anything ever again I'm happy just <laughs> chilling well when you're I I, it's okay like it's okay to like yourself and to like being by yourself like that's actually really a good thing yeah it's good I don't know I'm just the older I get the more in tuned I am with um like my energies and stuff and if I'm just around certain people for too long you know and nothing against the people, but sometimes they're nice people, but they also sometimes just drain your energy without even mm-hmm. like realizing it. But also there's the opposite too. I don't just want to say the negative because also there's times where you're around people and they give you energy. So, oh, yeah. um, but yeah, I totally just sometimes need to like recharge. Like my favorite thing to do is just to sit in the bath and read. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. But yeah, like what you what you were saying about being around people gives you energy too. I um I was invited a few weeks ago to go to the annual Easter hangout with my friend and her girlfriend, like my friend that I used to work with at the restaurant and her girlfriend and their friends. And I put it in my calendar on my phone and I totally forgot about it. So like 30 minutes before it starts, I'm at the gym finishing my last set. And I get this pop-up like, you need to leave now. It takes 27 minutes to get to Washington Park. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) every part of me wanted to cancel because that's me. I'm a canceler. I am a canceler. And I'm like, I don't want to be a a canceler. I don't want to tell people that I'm coming and then not show up anymore. It's like something that I want to be better with. So I rushed home and I hurried up and got ready and brought some food and like packed everything and went and had so much fucking fun. I had so much fun. I was so happy that I went. Um, We had drinks and food. And then after that, we went to a couple of bars in Denver and like had a blast. I didn't get home till like two in the morning. 
Mm-hmm. And I got there at like noon. <laughs> Damn. I had such a good time. But that's like one of those situations. I would have been where you... so hungover the next day drinking for that long. Well, and let me tell you that um, I didn't drink a ton, but I had enough. It was such a long day. But I got home at like two and then I had to get up for work at like five. So I didn't, I got like two hours of sleep. Yesterday was a nightmare for me at work. I was like, just trying to survive. Like you just have to survive till the end of the day. You just have to survive till the end of the day. It was awful, but I had a great time. I give you props because I would not (laughs) be able to do that shit at all. When I was 19, I used to go out like literally Wednesday to Sunday night, every fucking night would go out bar hopping and then I would work my part-time retail job at the time and I would get home, whatever, not go to bed till like five in the morning, be at work for 10, like not be hungover. And I look back on that and I'm like, how the fuck did I do that? Because mm-hmm. now if I don't get my eight hours, like I am a cranky ass bitch. Eight you do not want to deal with like? me. I need it. Ooh, I need yeah. it. No, I need it. I just don't get it. Um, I think about that all the time because when I have a night like that and I get a little bit of sleep and then I have to work the next day, I go, this is really, really fucking hard. And I remember being 18 and staying, you know, working a double in a restaurant, running my ass off all day long, going out with my friends all night long going to sleep at like five and then waking up at like eight to get ready to do it all over again. And it was fine. It was fine. I know. It's so weird. Now I'm like, I probably look like the Crypt Keeper yesterday. Just not even like visually, but on the inside, that's how I felt. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Well, good for you for still going because my ass would have called in sick. (laughs) No, I, but it's a new job. I don't want to call in sick. I know. I just, so like, good for you. I'm commending Point you. out my eyelashes real quick. I have to tell you, even everything is so dry in Colorado. It is drier in Colorado than I ever was in Vegas in the desert. So dry that I started putting Vaseline on my eyes, on my eyelashes before I go to bed every night. And I've been doing it for like two months and my eyelashes have grown like crazy. And they're, I don't even curl them. They're automatically like curling like that. And they're so thick and long. Nice. You guys don't need to pay $50 for a lash serum. This is literally like a 99 cent Target off-brand Vaseline. I just yeah. slather that shit all over my eyes before bed. Or coconut oil does the same thing. It's probably easier to put on. Coconut oil? I fucking love coconut oil, like eyebrows, lashes, oil pulling in your mouth. Sometimes I'll like put on coconut oil, like as soon as I turn the water off in the shower and just get like that extra moisture. Isn't it kind of expensive to be like slathering it on your body on a Wednesday afternoon? Yeah, I don't do it all the time. I don't do it every day. It's like a special. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is expensive, but I've you only need about, like teeny little bits. Yeah, it goes really far. I, I've heard about oil pulling before, but I don't remember exactly what it is, but you put it in your mouth and swish it around for a bunch of time, right? Some people do it for like 20 minutes. I only do it for like a couple minutes. You'd have like lockjaw. Yeah. What's it supposed to do though? 
It's supposed to just like pull out toxins from your mouth and like prevent bad breath and get all the crap off your tongue and like food that's like lodged in there and everything. Um, Do you notice the difference? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know if it really works. It's also supposed to like whiten your teeth too. Like, I don't know if it works because I, you know, floss and use a tongue scraper and use mouthwash and use whitening stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. who knows what it is? But um, it's just one of those things that like makes me feel better in my head. Like makes me feel like I'm doing something. (laughs) I'm a fucking diehard white strip girl. Like white strips are my jam. I will whiten my my teeth at least like once a year at least mm-hmm. with like the two week or the whatever day white strips and white I don't even strips, buy the expensive ones anymore white strips are super effective but ever since I did the smile direct club with it they gave me those little like whitening pens oh the little like a, and was you it just like, like a tray no it's just like you just put it directly on your teeth and just like oh. let it sit there and then you just like spit out the, the excess after like 10 minutes or something. And I like that better because with the white strips, I find my teeth are like too sensitive. I have like no enamel on my teeth. So I don't know. Yeah, they can be super sensitive. Yeah. yeah. I love them though. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's like, I know it's bad for my enamel, but I don't, I am just a lucky person. Like I just have good, strong teeth. I've never had a cavity a day in my life. I'm 35 years old. And up until like last year, I hadn't been to the dentist in like 18 years. Still not a cavity. They were like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I haven't been to the dentist in forever. I'm That's really crazy. lucky. So I have good teeth. So when it comes to like whitening my teeth and stuff, I don't worry about it. I- I'm like, well, I don't worry about my enamel or anything like that. But I love that shit. But I do something that I know is bad for me that I still love. Tanning. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I still love it. I know. Same. I don't care. I'm like, oh, I got to get some like little bike shorts. So when I go on my walks outside, I don't have like, then I can just get some air and some sun on my legs. There's this Amazon brand that I'm obsessed with for bike shorts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they make leggings too. I have these like flared leggings by them and I love them. They're like the most flattering thing I own. You should send me the link and we could post it on Instagram too. Because I I was just thinking earlier, I was like, I need work pants. And I found a pair that I really like at Old Navy. And they're like my favorite work pants that I bought out of this like last batch of shopping that I did. And so I'm like, that's cool. But I feel like I always need one thing. I need one top or one pair of pants from each different place. And I don't want to run all over. So I'm like, I bet if I started doing some research on Amazon brands and Amazon clothing brands, I could just shop there. I know a lot of people buy tons of clothes on Amazon. Oh, yeah. I'm an Amazon gal. You buy a lot of clothes on there? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but I have a few pieces from Amazon because the thing with Amazon is it literally comes in a day like that's that's what sells me on it and, and then, you don't have to spend a hundred dollars to get the free shipping exactly and yeah the returns are so easy so if you get it and it doesn't look the same in person or you don't like it you can literally ship it back for free you just print off the label bring it to the post office mm-hmm. and they literally credit your account the next day so you can't you know you can't go wrong yeah 
they've even got the like prime wardrobe or something. I don't know if they have that on um, Amazon Canada, but Mm -hmm. where you don't have to pay anything until you've like received it, tried it on and everything and decide you want to keep it, then they'll charge you for it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. You literally can't go wrong, but I also like love ordering clothes online because I just don't really like shopping. It's in the malls. And they just don't have as much stuff anymore. It's really sad everything feels so empty lately. Yeah. I don't know if it, cause I have had to go shopping for new clothes for work and you go in and you're like, where the hell is everything? I really think that we're going to be seeing a lot of stores closed down within the next few years. It oh, almost yeah. seems like they're paring down their in, in store inventory. And then you can just find so much more stuff online. Yeah. Cause also when you shop in store, you have to go in season like mm-hmm. even if you're one month out of season, like you're not getting yeah. what you want. You know what I mean? And also mm-hmm. like I just find I don't know if this is just a me problem, but my sizes are always picked over like and it online. Yeah. You just know what you're getting, whatever. You can return it if it doesn't fit all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. And there and there's just so many more options. I mean, you can sit for hours and go through a store's inventory online it is nice. I just, I, I end up going, well, I have to spend $50 for free shipping and there's, I don't see $50 worth of stuff that I want. So forget it. And then I don't order anything, but I still need that thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I am going to try Amazon. Um, I also wanted to ask you because I've been using the ordinary skincare line for a couple years now. And I think I want to do something different. I'm really in this mode right now, since I'm working full time, I'm trying to simplify my life because I feel so overwhelmed. And so like earlier uh, yesterday, I usually use the Overcast app. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch over to Spotify for podcasts. I have a fresh, clean slate. And then I'll start adding the podcasts that I want. And I am not following true crime podcasts. I'm not like following anything depressing because I just feel like when you focus on that stuff all the time, it's like adding to your anxiety and your stress and your depression. So I'm like, I'm getting rid of all that. I'm only going to listen to like, we love to hate and shore store and the things that make me laugh and feel good or teach me something, something educational. But even my skincare, I'm like, I have 10 bottles of shit on my counter. All I want to do is wash my face, use like a moisturizing toner and a moisturizer, maybe an eye cream. I just want to pare it down and throw away all the extra junk. So I was going to ask you because you have great skin and makeup and all that good stuff. Do you have any recommendations for a very simple skincare line that's not a million bajillion dollars? I use all drugstore stuff. I never, ever, ever buy expensive stuff. Um, what do you use? My absolute favorite stuff was like Elizabeth Artem serum. That's like $200 a bottle. And ever since Ugh. I got rid of my the free sample I had, I've never bought it because I'm like, you can literally find $10 dupes that do the same thing. You know what I mean? Okay. So um, first thing I would say, if you want to just simplify your skincare, get in the routine of just doing like cleanser, toner, moisturizer, and then add things in like, you know, and also I don't use that much either, but my favorite things right now that I'm obsessed with is the e.l.f. 
holy hydration line. Like I got that's there. That's what I, I have that too. I like really, it. Really? I love, love, love the, yeah. the daily moisturizer. And then today or no, yesterday, I actually just got the one with the SPF in it. And it's oh, so fucking good. I'm obsessed. That's on my list. I want it so bad. Is it the tinted one like that went viral on TikTok? Or it's got like glitter, No, this like, is just like a, a clear one. I, di- I didn't know that there was a tinted one. There's one on, it's not really tinted, but it's almost like iridescent or um glowy, like a dewy, glowy uh, sunscreen primer kind of all in one, but it's by e.l.f. But yes, I do love their hydration line because like I said earlier, I'm so dry. I've used their night cream. I really love that. I love their cleansing balm as well. Um, And then I use their eye cream, the hydration eye cream each day. I really like that too. Um, but I haven't used like their daily moisturizer and I haven't got that sunscreen yet, but I'm going to, I need to have that for sure. Yeah. SPF on the about face. Aging. Like I'm all freaked out about aging now that I'm 35 and I'm like, I, from the ordinary, I bought like the retin, retinol, whatever. And I use hyaluronic acid and like, that's cool and everything, but is, what is it really doing? I, I don't feel like I look like a supermodel or anything it's like anything else you have to be using it so consistently every single day for a really good amount of time it's like for like two years it's like the maybe it's just not working for you not everything works for everyone you know and also like I think it was like Julia Fox or someone who said this like no matter how much money you spend on the most expensive creams, no matter anything, there's absolutely nothing that's going to stop you from aging. Like that's true. We're all going to age, you know? So, um, yeah, that's true. I like also, do you ever order any makeup or anything from ColourPop? Uh, I love their lip tint. Oh, I don't, I currently don't have anything from them. I don't think maybe a palette. I love it. I love their, they have like the lip crayon tint that's really moisturizing and nice. And then, but they also sell fourth ray beauty on their website. And I thought about maybe buying some of that too, because I've used their overnight mask moisturizer, which is fantastic. But when I used it, I didn't need that much moisturizing. I was a little bit more on the oily side. Now within the last couple of years, I'm super dry. So I'm like, maybe I'll try that again because I really did like that line. And it's not super expensive. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's not crazy. So yeah, I don't know. I, I never find the need to like a lot of that super expensive stuff isn't that good anyways. It's just like tricking you into thinking that it's good because it's more expensive, you know. I well, mean, I sometimes, to, sometimes it is, but. I was going to say, I went to Sephora today to get this. Um, Tarte has this foundation, but it's also kind of like a tinted moisturizer, but it's more of a heavy, like it's more of a medium coverage than a regular tinted moisturizer would be. And I really liked it. I tried it, but it was the wrong shade. So I went in and got the new one and I'm like looking around. I'm like, maybe I'll find some skincare or like a little blush palette or something. Even their freaking blushes that are in the little travel section or the trial section next to the checkout. It's like $50 for a mini blush. Mm-hmm. Who is spending money like that? I am too cheap for that. Too cheap. 
Oh, I had a friend who had like the Dyson hair dryer or whatever. It was like eight hundred dollars. I'm like, I still have my friggin' forty dollar stuff by Hillary Duff blow dryer that I probably got in like two thousand and five, and it still works fine. I am a Duff head. Um, should we move on to something a little more exciting? Can I? Yeah. You want to talk? (laughs) I felt like this was very exciting, but sure. (laughs) Do you want to talk about some like shows and movies? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so over the weekend, I finally watched Megan. Oh my god! And I fucking loved it. It was. Are you serious? It was so good. Is it funny? Is it supposed to be funny? It's it's perfect amount of funny and like actual good horror scenes. Like it's a it's a it's a PG thirteen rating, and I kind of wish that they had an R rating and had a little bit more gore like I feel like the kills that happened were actually like whoa like good kills okay um and yeah it's like a Blumhouse movie and so I don't think they do R rated movies anyways um but yeah the this perfect amount of like satire and horror and um the the main like character who makes the Megan doll she was very like relatable because she just like gets handed this child and all of a sudden has to take care of her and she like pawns her off on a toy and I feel like if I was in that situation that's exactly (laughs) what I would do too um but I will say the dog it's insinuated that the dog dies, but you don't okay. actually see anything. I know that's a big thing for a lot of people, but you don't see the dog die, but it is insinuated that the dog does die. But the dog was an asshole, so he kind of deserved it. Oh, well. Okay. But I loved yeah. it. I would say give it a chance. Okay. It was I better might. than it was better than the cuz a lot of people are comparing it to Chucky, of course. Right. I thought it was a lot better than the Child's Play remake and the Chucky series like this. It was good. Okay. All right. I'll probably check it out because I was flipping through Paramount the other night and I was like, oh, they have Megan on here. And I was like, I don't know if I want to devote like an hour and a half of my life to that. Seems pretty awful. But Alex saw it when it was in theaters and said it was pretty good. So. It was good. Yeah. All right. Oh, they also put... um knock at the cabin door or something that's on paramount too so probably it's different content in canada but i want to see that too my my friend went to the movies to see it and she was like it was so bad but that's what i heard she, she doesn't me and her watch movies in a different way i think uh-huh. so me and her also don't agree on things like she refuses to watch like bravo or jersey shore anything like the type of reality show she likes is like um that that uh selling sunset on netflix and she tries to get me to watch like bling empire and shit like i'm like that's not my thing like the real rich snobby yeah we're we're into different shit so i'm not taking her word for it i still want to watch yeah i don't think i could be friends with her because it does not sound like she would really like the cinematic masterpiece tusk so (laughs) i don't know how well our friendship would work out oh my god it all comes back to tusk (laughs) um also i finished righteous gemstone season one and watched the first episode of season two and what do you think with that so far love it 
Love it. Love it. Yeah. It is so funny. I should get back into that. third season? Do you know? I don't know. I'm going to guess maybe not because I feel like the second season came out at the beginning of the pandemic or like right around then. So it has been a while and maybe they were planning on doing it and then it didn't get a a third season because of the pandemic. I'm not sure. I know. I want to Google it, but I don't. I don't no want to accidentally, yeah, I don't accidentally want to run into spoilers. I should get back into that because I didn't finish the second season. I just got distracted with life in general. The first episode so. of it was really good. God, I just love it so much because it is so spot on with the whole like mega church pastor. It's personas. hilarious. It's so good. hilarious. It's really good. Uh, Have good. you watched anything? I have not had the chance to watch anything. I watched 90 Day Fiance. I watched Love After Lockup. Um, oh, Vanderpump. I'm like five episodes into season 10 now. Okay, so what was the last thing you saw? I don't remember. <laughs> Did you Have you gotten to the Vegas trip yet? No. Mm-mm. That's not five episodes in. Oh, my God. Maybe they were talking about going to Vegas or something. Let me look up the episodes. Because my brain is, like, jumbled. VPR season 10 episode guide. I saw the preview for tomorrow night's episode. Looks good. What episode is that? So Uh, you guys have had 10 episodes so far. Currently... And what's airing, they're in Mexico right now for Sheena's wedding. Okay. So it's like the, it's going to be like the third wedding episode so far. Oh, okay. So in these first few episodes, um, the premiere is Katie and Schwartz attempting to maintain a bestie relationship, whatever. That's so obnoxious when people try to do that. Oh, is this where Lisa talks to Lala and she's like, "You've never, you'd never saw any red flags, Lala." And Lala's like, "No, yes. I, I didn't see one red flag." It's like, come on, Lala. She's so believe her or not. So hard. She's so hard to root for. And like, this is <sighs> coming from me. Like, I was obsessed with her when she first came on the show. I love and, her. And now I'm like, she's very hard to root for. I don't know. I don't really like her in these current, I love current her. episodes. I love her. So I'm just going to stick with that. See, the thing is, like, you went into it already, like, biased because you like her from hearing her on podcasts and That's stuff. That's true. But how she is on podcasts is so different than the show because on her pod, like, on her podcast, she's so self-aware and she's like, this is reality TV and whatever Mm -hmm. but on the show she just comes off as such a fucking nasty bitch sometimes honestly it's probably because she's like all best friends with katie this season and i just like oh go away yeah i the whole thing the episode i i watched was it worth it where they're finally i mean i don't understand what they're doing they're having a party but they're still not open yet like a friends and family night and they're still not opening schwartz and sandy's yet mm-hmm. okay oh, is that where katie like throws the guy's hand away when he tries to like shake schwartz's hand and then schwartz is like yeah don't do that what a fucking conte eh, when she did that oh my god he's like you can't i'm sitting i'm here celebrating my new business and like 
people are going to be congratulating me and talking to me. How fucking rude. She's an evil bitch. Like, I do not understand how people like her. She's awful. Oh, and I'm sorry. James Kennedy is gay. He's Mm-mm. gay. Mm-mm. Stop. Why are you arguing with me? He's not gay. Yes, he is. Why do you know something that I don't know? No, I believe that he's probably <laughs> um, like he denies that he's ever fooled around with guys. Um, I think he probably has when he, was, like, or- when he was like drunk. Like I would believe that him and Logan have like done stuff. But I don't think he's gay. He's too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't get that energy from him. Maybe he's pansexual. Maybe. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So he. Let's see here. He got kicked out of the nightclub. He was fighting with Allie. That wasn't on the show, though, was it? Wasn't it just a rumor that that was what happened? So there was cell phone footage. Oh. And there's a whole thing that's been going around on all of their podcasts about how like it was Raquel who had the footage and she was trying to get someone else to tell production that it was their footage because she didn't want to like I don't know it was basically Mm -hmm. Raquel that like brought that up to production though like people are throwing her under the bus for that so yeah um well so I actually so I've watched the first four episodes the next one is the Vegas divorce party, and I'm not, I haven't watched that one yet. So that's okay. where I am. So I'm so close to being caught up. When is the next episode coming out? Tomorrow. <gasps> so it'll be Can out I by the time this podcast through six is out. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I, you know, like I said, I'm really upset with you that you didn't tell me how great this show was. You Jesus left me in the dark Christ. all this time. I know. I was trying to gatekeep it. Sorry. Yeah. You were just trying to like, what they, what do the kids say? Gatekeep gaslight girl boss. I guess that's what the teenagers say these days. Shoot me in the fucking face right now. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been good. And the 90 day fiance, did you watch that? Mm-hmm. I, did you cry in the, during the Gabe scene? Cause I was very close to shedding a tear or two. No, I'm just, honestly, I'm just over for, over. I'm just waiting for this season to be over. Like, how many more episodes is this? Really? I thought it was a great episode. It's dragging out for me. Like, Danielle and Johan are a fucking mess. Like, I could watch those two all day, but everyone else is just dragging out for me. Oh, I don't like her, but really... I could mm-hmm. fast forward Jen and Rishi at this point. Yeah. I could I could fast forward Jamie and Chris. Did you watch the preview for next week with the whole Jamie and Chris thing? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. She's like, I guess she goes, she's a fucking weirdo, obviously. But I guess she goes home to Alabama or whatever the fuck she's from. And She's like, oh, I need to go home. I'm having issues with my bank account, blah, blah, blah. As if there's not international phone numbers to call into your bank. I mean, come on. And she's like, oh, they, they've frozen my accounts, blah, blah, blah. I need to go home. And and Jamie's like, how long are you going to be gone? She's like, I don't know, maybe like two weeks. And I was like, two fucking weeks? Bitch, how long is it going to take you to walk into the credit union of Kentucky? I don't, I don't understand. But then in the preview for next week, 
they're on a FaceTime call and Jamie is crying. And she's like, this is the first time I've seen your face in a month, in 30 days. What? That bitch went home to Alabama and just has been completely ignoring her and ghosting her. That's crazy. Do you think she's going to go back? I mean, how do you avoid it at this point? Like they're married. Yeah, but in the country, and I don't know how different countries marriage. How, how like legal happen. it? How legal it actually is? Yeah, because I know sometimes when people go and they're over in Nigeria, like there have been people that have gotten married in Nigeria, and then they don't legally divorce that person because that's not a valid marriage in the U.S. So I don't know if that's what's kind of at work here. I'm not sure. It's like they're on a show together and they have to like do press and appear at the re. It's, so it's like, how do you just go somebody in this situation? Unless you're a what's her face with Ben. Mahogany. mahogany. Did you see the news about her? <laughs> no. What is it? It just came out that she she said on her Instagram or something that she overdosed and almost died. And that like hearing Ben's voice speaking to her brought her out of it or saved her life or something. Okay, Mahogany. That's just a tad disturbing. Fucking weird. I thought the big news was that she was using an Instagram filter the whole time. But but she never Yeah, she did not. No. No, not once. Okay. She didn't look like a completely different person in real life. Yeah, she didn't look like a a Harajuku girl. (laughs) (laughs) I still think it's funny. The the thing is with their season and with their storyline, he was so offended that she had booked this Airbnb to meet him in. And I'm like, I would do the same thing. Like this guy's a creeper. Plus you're on national TV. Maybe you don't want people to know where you live or what your home is like. Why is it so disturbing to you that you're, you're filming in an Airbnb? That's what Catfish does every episode for the past 10 years. Yeah. He was so mad about it. I still can't believe they're together, but yeah. Anyway, so, so Chris and Jamie, I can't wait to watch that shit show go down. Um, What'd you think about Usama's Usama? is poetry i mean they're fine but what was with the only that was like the only scene we got with them i'm wondering if they're gonna break up and maybe that's why they're dragging this out so long with this storyline because if you think about it debbie and osama are on like day three and jen has already had her visa expire gone home for five months and come back mm-hmm. in the amount of time. So usually that means shit doesn't work out very well. Um, But yeah. I mean, the previews for next week for them made me laugh when she's like, you know, we got a 40 year age gap or however much it is. And she's like, you know, I'm not really can't say I'm too excited to meet the parents. <laughs> the parents yeah. are like younger than her, which is so weird. That it is really weird. It's very strange. Um, but you know what? I love her. She just seems like a, your kooky aunt, Debbie. You yeah, know I know. I mean? She's likable. She's so likable. She's so cute. I'll never forget the scene with her when she got all excited when she saw the camel. And she was like a, a little kid. It was so cute. Like, 
she's just eccentric and fun and yeah I'd want her to be my cool aunt Debbie but I don't know what's do you think that Usama genuinely loves her or do you think he wants to figure out a way to go to America I don't get it I mean isn't the answer always America usually but she moved there I know because in her head she's like living this fucking fantasy like this young dude in his 20s she gets to live in this like cool exotic country and um all I have to say is if my husband ever wrote me a poem and part of it was hold my bones I would have to divorce him (laughs) there's no other choice any poem at all you can just leave it at that (laughs) that's true oh my god I would hate it's like the equivalent of when you watch somebody sing a song to someone that they wrote or something on tv like i could die of secondhand embarrassment don't ever sing to me don't ever write me a song don't write me a poem i'll never be able to fuck you again it's fucking weird i mean i can't hate on that too much because i've always wanted to be justin bieber's one less lonely girl that's (laughs) (laughs) that's different okay you might still have a chance if Haley gets on his nerves enough. I know I posted that thing that I was like, if I knew Justin was going to end up marrying a fan, I would have tried a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> is that a meme? That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> jokes. It really is creepy when you watch all the videos of like her lurking in the background of different places. And, and how she used to tweet like... Justin and Selena forever. They're the best couple. They're never going to break up. It's like little did she know in like five years she was going to have like a full blown like beef with her. I think she knew. It's wild. Mm -hmm. And then I just love how the internet just like rips Haley to shreds and Justin just doesn't do anything. I feel bad for her sometimes, but then I see something weird that makes me not feel bad for her anymore. I don't feel bad for her. I mean, it really is the dream, though, because think about, like, me. Like, what if I stalked Ashley Parker Angel from O-Town? And, like, what if I made my mom wait in that line at Walmart with me to get his autograph? And he was like, wow, you with the gap between your teeth and the big furry eyebrows and the poofy afro. You are just my type. And then, like... What if it happened? What if we pulled a Haley and Justin and I was like Mrs. Parker Angel? I mean, I will say that's like every girl's fantasy. It like, is a fantasy. When you, when, you know, when you're like in your teen, teenage years and you go to concerts and you're like, they're going to notice me. She like really of like the 30,000 people in this arena, like they are going to notice me. Like I May. look the best. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to notice May. Um, Yeah. yeah, So honestly, when you think about it like that, you kind of have to give her props. It's like, okay, Haley, go you. I think it was mostly her dad's doing though. Yeah. That video of them meeting for the first time is so fucking cringeworthy. Right. And wasn't he doing an interview where he, they said something about an arranged marriage and he was like, I guess it kind of was an arranged marriage. (laughs) Now they think about it. Like, that rocked his world that thought right there so weird yeah what who else was there on 90 day jen and rishi 
whatever. He's. I did she say that she that was five months that she was at home for? I think she said it was like five months. Yeah. So they just filmed like one or two scenes with her and then just yeah. like. Yeah. What else is going on? That's a crazy time jump. It is. It's a huge gap. Yeah. Um, Danielle and Johan. She's so insufferable. Not letting him drive. I mean, it's smart. Like, it's smart. Like, let's not drink and drive. But I will say. Plus, you're on TV. So I can understand wanting to, like, be extra careful what you're doing because you're on TV. You know, so that wasn't as upsetting. I just feel like everyone drinks and drives in, like, those countries. Well, and it depends on, like, did you have one or two beers? You're probably okay, you know, just depending on what's happening. Um, And that didn't really bother me as much as just why is she so insistent on him meeting her ex-boyfriend? It is so fucking weird. I do not need my husband to meet any of my exes. It's not at the top of my to-do list. Yeah, that sounds like hell to me. (laughs) uh... Well, I love that he's like... I feel like he pulled a woman like this is kind of what a woman would say to a man in this situation. Like, I'm not going. You're welcome to go. But if you go, there will be consequences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we'd say, say it a little nicer. They would know the consequences would be implied. But we just say, um, no, it's fine. Go have fun. Gonna he's, a lot, your sleep. he's a lot younger than her, isn't he? I think he's like 25 or something and she's like 42 or yeah, she's 30 so. or there's at least 10 years between them. So in her mind, she thinks she can like boss him around and be the pants wear in the relationship, but he doesn't want that. You can tell that he wants to be the man in the relationship mm-hmm. and uh, it's never going to work out with them. <laughs> Well, and he's right. Like the the constant pushing about it is so disrespectful to him. Like she won't take no for an answer. She's like, why? What are the consequences? What's going to happen if I do? It's like a child that's like pushing your buttons, you know, and you tell your kid, hey, yell at me one more time and see what happens. And they're like, why? What's going to happen? What'll happen if I yell at you one more time? Mm-hmm. That's how she is. And she does. She takes that like teacher persona out of the classroom and tries to use it on other people, on full grown adults. She's just condescending and rude. And she would be everyone's least favorite teacher. And apparently she was from what we've seen online. Why people have said that. I don't follow the 90 day online fandom. I'm like, I'm I'm in their subreddit, but I just I never lurk it for some reason. Maybe I should. Well, we so we talked a couple weeks ago about how some of her students had gone onto like Reddit or something. It was like, yeah, she was my teacher. She's awful. What you see on the show is exactly <laughs> how she is in real life. Like that's exactly who she is. I'm like, yeah, I totally see that. Yeah, hundred percent. Ugh. I think that once some guys like that, this, though, like I, w- I will say that, like some guys like that, but I don't think Johan's one of those guys. He doesn't like it. And I can tell you, I really do believe that once he figures out that they're not, not going to the U.S., he's going to feel a lot differently about her and about the relationship, because I think he can put up with a lot if he can see that light at the end of the tunnel. But as soon as she closes it, I think their relationship is going to change a lot, a lot. Yeah. Who else is there? Nicole and Mahmoud. 
Oh my God. This yoga teacher, star of the fucking show. Uh, he scared the shit out of me when you did that. Sorry, I got so excited because I was going to say, oh, Nicole and Mahmoud, same shit every week. And then I remembered the yoga teacher and I got very excited. She's a feminist um, queen. She is. I was I was so surprised by how much she was standing up to him because mm. in that first scene when they were talking about how like, oh, men from here are like so loving, like you will never meet a man that loving. It's like, okay, someone who loves you does not try to control you or think that they're superior to you. Like it's... It's, yes. it's a negative type of... But in their culture, they do think that they're showing you love by, quote, protecting you, keeping you safe. They, th- In their mind, they are doing the right thing, and that that is how they're showing their love to you. Mm-hmm. Even though we know that love does not equal control. Yeah. I love that she put him in his place about um, why are you blaming women? Because men can't keep them their eyes to themselves or their men are disrespectful. Why is it a woman's fault? Mm-hmm. I was like, God, she is so good. And she was never awful. She was just strong and she stood her ground and I loved her. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's crazy to me that she's living somewhere like that like someone well, like who feels said, that strongly about it but like she said in like new cairo the area that she lives in she's like you can have a life like an american woman it's so different i guess that he lives in that very strict old-fashioned area man oh, so good scary do you think nicole will be able to convince Mahmoud to move to New Cairo. No. Mm -mm. This guy gives me, like, woman beater vibes. The look on his face when she was telling him about the friend, he looked like he had, like, some anger in him. He was like, I think you should never see her again. And she was, like, (laughs) laughing. And I was like, no, he really meant that. Yeah, he's a scary motherfucker. I don't it, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him. He's like it almost it almost feels sinister like if you don't agree to never see her again, she'll just disappear. But you won't see her again. <laughs> Crazy, but yeah, he is he definitely can be aggressive and I think that we saw that when they were in the street that one time and he grabbed her. And it was almost that moment where he forgot that he was on camera and he did something and then kind of shrunk back. Oh shit. The camera's got that. And I Mm -hmm. think that you sometimes will see those little views into someone and who they really are and, and who they are behind closed doors. She just needs to go home. Come on, girl. I know she's don't have to force this to happen. Yeah. It's, it's never, that's, that's a thing that is never going to work out. Like unless Mm -hmm. one of you completely change your views, it's not really something you can compromise on and neither of them are going to change their views. I think she's just a stubborn, stubborn person who does not want to admit to others that she failed or that they were right. 
And I yeah. think that's why she's really trying to make this happen because she does not want to come back home with her tail between her legs. Like you guys were right. It didn't work out. I couldn't make it. I couldn't survive there. I think she's just a stubborn person. I'd be like, you guys were right. I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's have a girl's night. This I was wanna, awful. <laughs> I want to show my titties and yeah, drink a Corona. Like I'm not trying to mm-hmm. <laughs> live like that anymore. I know. Well, I think that we covered all of those couples. I did want to ask you because I heard I was hate listening to. I was doing my my weekly hate listen to Heather McDonald, and she was talking about the Brooke Shields documentary, which sounded super juicy. But then as I kind of thought about it, I was like, well, in my new experience of not putting depressing shit into my ears all day long, maybe I won't watch it. And so I didn't get around to watching it. But did you was there anything that you thought was really interesting or anything that you learned about it? I only watched the first like 20 minutes of the first episode, but it was just a lot of like footage of her as a child star and being on talk shows and having talk show hosts just tell her she's like so beautiful and so uniquely beautiful and stuff like that. And of course, you know, of course, like it was all of that shit was so inappropriate. But of course, Mm -hmm. like the editing and all that stuff make it seem like so much more jarring than I bet it probably was in the moment um but it was just that and then um it got into just like how she got into modeling and how she grew up and all that boring stuff and then they started talking about the movie pretty baby Mm -hmm. um so I kind of just left off there I think that's where all the real shitty stuff starts to happen you know trigger warning all over the place wasn't she like naked as a kid in that movie or something she was like, like 12 i re- i like remember the interview she did on the tyra Banks show mm-hmm. in like the early 2000s about it and being like what I, yeah. yeah it's wild and, and when that kind of stuff happens first of all how could that even legally happen um a nude or topless or whatever 12 year old in a movie that was from what i understand a very sexually charged movie um, also the Blue Lagoon one too she was maybe like 13 or 14 in that movie and that was like her stranded on an island with a boy her age and they were nude together and like crazy it's just so absurd to me that any adults in any situation would go yeah this is a good idea let's do this and as far as her mother goes what the fuck how could you ever sign off for your kid to do something like that or why would you even take your child to an audition for something like that it's so sick yeah it's you, you're just it's, so desperate for your child to be a star that you will sacrifice them for you know at any means necessary that's what it says to me i mean did you read uh jeanette mccurdy's book because it i didn't i i listened to her on every you know, interview she did about it. And I listened to, I think I listened to Celebrity Memoir Book Club on that one, but I didn't listen to the book. Is it super depressing or is it, does it have good parts too? <laughs> um, I, re- I really enjoyed the audiobook because although the subject matter was heavy, she, mm-hmm. the book is very like funny and witty and okay. it does, it doesn't come off as like, um 
you know too depressing she she tells it in as lighthearted of a way as possible well maybe what I'll do I guess the good one of the good things about my job now is that I I spend a lot of time like alone doing my own thing so I can put an earbud in and do something so maybe I'll listen to the audiobook help my day go by faster but I do love her I loved her since she was in iCarly and I think I can relate to her (laughs) the title of her book you know (laughs) so so savage (laughs) yeah the book is just like that like the title is very fitting it's very like a dark humor yeah i'll check it out you know here we are with the hot takes eight months late yeah (laughs) we can do hot takes about stuff that happened in like the 90s if you want i don't know (laughs) absolutely i'm I'm probably gonna get canceled for everything i said on this episode (laughs) the tom sandoval apologist over here no but i agree with you i think you're right i think there's a lot more to the story and you can't not have any type of a physical relationship with someone or make them feel neglected or unwanted or unloved and then expect them to just like stick around for the rest of their lives that's not fair I mean if if the whole thing just seems like it was a shitty situation on everyone's behalf and things got out of control and obviously I'm not saying like how he handled things was obviously the best but like I don't know basically my point of view is that not everything's black and white like Mm -hmm. you know he's not he's not an awful person and ariana's not this like absolute perfect person that everyone's like making her out to be like yeah she's a cool girl i'm sure she's a fucking nice person in real life and like i never had anything against her watching her on the show but we're all human we all fuck up every story yeah we all fuck up no one in the world is perfect and Mm -hmm. Like, once again, just the the people leaving negative reviews and vandalizing the restaurant. It's like, get over yourselves. It's a TV show for our entertainment. It's mm-hmm. to go out of your way to do that. It's, it's crazy. Even I And I feel bad that. for Schwartz, too. It's like, this isn't even his shit. You have to watch him on Watch What Happens Live. He was on Watch What Happens Live after the last recent episode and he was on it with rob lowe's son which was really random wow does his son look like him i don't think i've ever seen him a little bit they have i guess they have a netflix show together but i know because the whole thing was like obviously just asking schwartz questions and then they just they just like threw in one or two questions for him it was like oh yeah i forgot you were here (laughs) what's your name again that's question number one (laughs) (laughs) um but schwartz like dropped some bombs and he was so uncomfortable it was like it was an insane appearance well what bombs did he drop well, Andy was just like, when did you know about the affair? Like, were you a pawn? And he said that, like, Tom became, like, obsessed with Raquel. And he, like, compared it to, like, a heroin addiction, which was really funny. And then the next day, people were, like, putting Twilight memes with it. Like, you're my own personal brand of heroin. Oh, my God. Yeah, the whole thing is wow. just so entertaining to me. I love it. Well, and didn't he say he knew since like August or something? So that was people and were Tom upset about that. Confirmed that timeline 
on the podcast because he said that Ariana locked him out of the house and he was with Raquel in the backyard and they were talking, talking, talking. And he said that it was just one of those things that like they just kissed and it happened. But so I'm like, wait, but then Schwartz called it a one night stand. So did they actually shag in the backyard and it wasn't just a kiss that one night? Maybe. And then and then like and then Tom described it like just nothing was going to happen. And then just like over time, it just became like a thing. That's how a lot of affairs happen. Man, it's just to do that to your friend, though, like in her house and at her house. Yeah, that's, that's the worst part. That like, is the worst part. I need to hear from Raquel. Like, yeah, I know she did that shitty little TMZ thing like that doesn't count like I need like a sit down one on one with her. That's that's some evil shit. Yeah, I I and I don't know if he was telling her some one thing, and that's the thing is you just don't know. You don't know the full story. But here's the thing, though: watching this season of the show, if I didn't know the scandal all happened, I would love Raquel. I would be like, good for her. Know, she She's living so her cute. life. The girls are fucking bitches to her for no reason. She's not doing anything wrong, but it's it's crazy watching it with that in the in the back of your head because you're like, I don't know if this is an act she's putting on. Like it's it's wild. So good. Well, I'm excited to watch that uh, divorce party Vegas episode now. It's like is it a good one? It's like two or three episodes. Wow. Because okay. they, they're in Vegas and then you're going to get to see Lisa's other restaurant in Vegas. Okay. And Oliver, who is Garcelle from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, her son, he's mm -hmm. in an episode because he serves at that restaurant. And then after Vegas, they go to Lake Havasu. Okay. And they spend a night there. So it's interesting. It's like weird to me how you'd want to go from Southern California to Havasu to a lake. Like why, when you live somewhere where the beautiful ocean is and there's all these beaches, why do you want to go to a lake? But it's a huge party town. So that's probably why. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know these places, but I definitely need to plan a Vegas trip a thousand percent because Vinny announced today he's doing his residency again from August to October. So I'm like, I need to go. All right. Well, maybe you could uh, hook it on to your next Universal Horror Nights trip. Go to Vegas and then go to Orlando. I mean, girl, I'm not rich, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to go charge my vape. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> and uh, climb into bed because it's just about my bedtime. It <laughs> Tell the people <laughs> what time it is. It's 8.54 p.m. <laughs> You better hurry up. You only have six minutes to get ready for bed. Girl, I was in bed at like 8.30 last night. It was awesome. Oh, I'm so jealous. Okay. I'm going to do that too. Huh? That's funny. I wish. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Follow us at Resting Bitch Pod on all the things. Um, Patreon.com slash RVF pod. Listen to my very interesting interview with Josh Cedar from last week um i highly recommend that you guys watch that on youtube because then you can experience my facial expressions during some of the things that he said 
that were so absurd that I couldn't help myself. So check that out on YouTube, <laughs> listen to the shore store and follow the shore store on Instagram. And that's it. We love you bitches. Bye bitches. Bye. <laughs>